Camp Moshava of Wild Rose is excited to announce the opening of our new Aqua Park Lake Playground, featuring a giant water slide, trampoline, and much more. Camp Moshava of Wild Rose has built a great tradition of fun and friendship for more than 70 years in a great religious Zionist program. We offer a $1,000 new camper incentive. Spaces are still available for campers in grades 3 to 10. Visit www.moshavawildrose.org. Welcome to all of you lovers of Hashem, His Torah, and Israel. I'm Ray Patterson. You're listening to the Noahide Nation Show here on Israel National Radio. And let me say hello to my good friend and co-host, Adam Penrod. Hey, Ray. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? You know, Ray, I'm so excited right now about our upcoming guest that if I were a dairy cow, we would both have fresh milk. <laughs> Available to us. <laughs> Can I get 2%? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I need 2%, Adam. Help me out here. Anyway, we got a pretty great show today. It's uh, going to involve no-hide children. Oddly enough, they seem to be important. Kids seem to be important in this world. And I think from the Noahide perspective, it's become very important because it is the future of the Noahide movement. It's the future of mankind. It represents a, a great many things, and we have two guests that are really going to share a lot of information and in how you can get your kids involved in the Noahide movement. Well, awesome. I'm looking forward to this. You know, Melinda and I getting married, of course, we're thinking down the road about, you know, how are we going to educate our kids? And one of the things that uh, we're both in agreement on is that we want to do homeschooling. So for us, this, you know, talking to uh, these two gals here, here is really exciting because, uh, you know, I hope that uh, by the time we have kids and they're at that age, that uh, this no organization um, will just be phenomenal. And I'm sure it already is. And, oh, of course. And you're, it's, it's good that you're planning these things because <laughs> to have kids as a surprise, boy, that can be a, a, a rough way to go. Absolutely. So anyway, we do want to bring these two young ladies in uh, who are really doing a phenomenal job. Today we have with us Christine Cassidy, who is the co-founder, president, and administrative director, director for the NOAA organization, which, by the way, folks, stands for Noahide Online Association of Homeschoolers. We also have with her the Vice President and Educational Director, Alisa J. Shalom, ladies. Are you with us? We're here, Ray. Hi, this is Christine. Good to have you. I mean, good to be here. Yeah. Uh, Alisa, are you with us? I am. Hi. Great. Uh, it, it's good that we have you both. This is a, a kind of a test for us. We haven't really done uh, a conference call interview before, so this will be a first. And I'm sure the folks will bear with us because they're, they're on the uh, edge of their seats wondering, gosh, are they going to make it through the hour or not? Yes, I wonder about that every day. I, I wonder about in my daily life, will I make it through the hour or not? You know, And uh, so far, so good. Well, let's uh, uh, start off with probably, you know, basic question. Obviously, both Christine and Elisa, you are Noahide. Can can you share with us, uh, uh, Christine, how long you've been a Noahide? That is a tricky question, right? Um, like most people, the, tr- the journey to where we are now has been a long path. We have been Torah observant for four and a half years now. 
maybe more. Okay. Um, and um, now, when you say Torah hearing, observant, when you say yeah. Torah observant, you mean uh, just uh, follow, adhering to the Noahide laws, and then maybe some additional ones. Uh, when I mean Torah observant, I mean getting rid of the New Testament. Okay. Fair, um, good enough. <laughs> That's a yeah. wonderful start, definitely. Yeah. And then actually understanding and learning about the, the Noahide laws for about two and a half years now. Okay. And, uh, Elisa, how long have you been in Noahide? Uh, again, kind of complicated. It's more of a process. Um, but I would say I first started reading some of Vindal Jones' articles in the early to mid-90s. So... Um, maybe 10 to 12 years. It took me a while to figure out why he didn't convert. <laughs> well, you know, trying to figure out that, oh, there is such a thing as a Noahide. Right. And so once I figured that out, it made it a little easier. Plus, but, it, um, it's, plus if you know Vindal, it's, it's very clear why he never converted. So, you know. <laughs> well, and, and it's just I didn't realize there was the other option, that there was the other path. Um, right. So once I figured out that, that you didn't have to convert to, to be Torah observant, um, things kind of fell into place. But it's been maybe 10 or 12 years. Well, that's great. I, I know that for a lot of folks out there, one of the next steps, once they come to grips with the idea that uh, their false god is indeed a false god, for, for some reason the next step seems to be conversion. You know, it's like a, a flip of the coin. Uh, you know, one day they're on one side of the coin, the next day they're on the other side of the coin without realizing that they are Noahides. And they mm-hmm. should be adhering to the Noahide laws and certainly should be doing that for at least two, three years before they even ponder the word conversion. Because I don't think they know what they're really up against in a, in a conversion process. Well, yeah. you, you know, this, um, you know we, we've talked on this show off and on about what do you do next? What do you do now? You know, wh- where are you? Um, what kind of things should you be studying? What should you be doing? This uh, today we're, we're talking about something that uh, we haven't talked before about, and that is what do we do with the kids? There's so much, you know. I, I remember just growing up myself. You know, of course, you know I was raised as a Christian, like you know most of us were. But even within that context, going to public school um, and being exposed to everything that I was exposed for, um, really having my, I guess you could say, my innocence ripped away from me at a very early age, like all kids in public school. Um, also being confronted with a very secular, in some ways, I like say atheistic model of education. You know, I feel like when I got, by the time I got to um, college, I wasn't really, you know, I, I wasn't really prepared for being a, a person who was religious and being in a, a very strongly non-religious, in some ways, anti-religious environment. So I'm excited that we've got you here today because we're actually talking about educating kids, not just giving, teaching them how to add 2 plus 2 or how to read, of course, doing that, but also giving them the knowledge and the background that, you know, as they grow older, they will have a certain confidence in what they believe. So, Christine, now that we have parents who are becoming Noahides, can you start off by telling us about NOAA, the, the, the Noahide Online Association of Homeschoolers? So, yes, I would love to share with you about NOAA. Um, NOAA is a subsidiary organization of Noahide Nations, okay, and it was created to meet the needs of Noahide parents and children. Um, like our name suggests, we're, you know, it's for homeschoolers, but I want parents to understand that we're not just about homeschooling as you would typically think of homeschooling, because we firmly believe that anyone who has children in their home, they will be educating their children at home, in the most important element of their education, which is their spiritual education. Um, 
And so some people will choose to homeschool all of the subjects, you know, all of their um, academic subjects as well as their spiritual, and others will use public school. But NOAA is for everyone. And we want to, um, our, our goal through NOAA is to provide resources and, um, and material and community for families with children and for them to be able to um, expand their children's knowledge of the NOAA High Laws at an early age. Well, that sounds great. Uh, now, how long has NOAA uh, been in operation? Well, it's really new, honestly. We, um, we debuted at the, Noahide, the International Noahide Conference in Florida last year, and uh, we've been slowly building since then. Well, great. Uh, Alisa, can you share with us, uh, I, I understand, obviously, you're the education director. Can you share with us a little bit about uh, what you have going on, on on that side of things? Sure. Um, you know, when we got together and started looking at what the needs really were in concrete terms, we found that there were so many, we really had to sit down and set some priorities with what order we wanted to approach things. Um, and so my first priority was to put together a series of lesson plans and lessons and um, in some cases some worksheets that addressed um, the seven laws, the Torah portions for Torah, and holidays, Jewish holidays, Torah holidays for Noahide's, Noahide perspective. And um, the material that we have put together for the seven laws now, we have two different sets of material uh, geared towards two different age groups. And the uh, Torah portion material that I have put together, I've got uh, Genesis and Exodus finished at this point, uh, is kind of meant for elementary school age kids. And the holidays guide that I have put together is meant for families with kids of all ages. And the idea is we wanted to be able to provide material for Noahide families that had um, Orthodox rabbinical approval, which we have done. We are working uh, in partnership with um, Rabbi Aviner and Rabbi Hollander, who is an Associate Justice of the Jerusalem Court of Noahides. And they have previewed and approved all the material that we have posted on the website. And we wanted it to be specifically from a Noahide perspective. Um, it's something that is hard to find. And this is not to say that the Jewish perspective is something that can't be studied. But when you're dealing with kids, um, a lot of the material that's out there for Jewish children is really meant for Jewish children. There's a lot of focus on how to... Um, follow the 613 mitzvot and how to observe Shabbat correctly as a Jew. And those are things that just don't apply to Noahides. And so um, we wanted to be able to provide material that's really from a Noahide perspective so that right from the get-go, the kids aren't feeling like they have to um, sort through things to try and figure out what applies to them. That's, that's really a, a great uh, perspective that you're coming from because there is this need for a sen- sense of identity um, I, you know, these kids to grow up and, and know who they are in, in versus, uh, you know, I, you know, I could definitely see the problem with, uh, 
using uh, some of the materials geared towards Jewish children and then saying, but you're not Jewish. Oh, absolutely. You know. I mean, even even adults, uh, you know, I've talked to Noahide adults, and I know I've gone through the process as a Noahide adult, having to <clears throat> sort through material, especially, <clears throat> excuse me, as a beginner, trying to figure out, well, so where does that put me? What is, what, how do I fit into that picture? And for children, that's, that's ten times more important. So um, I, we really felt that that was kind of our first priority, where we, we really needed to, to go initially. And so that's where we've started. And we've, we've got a really good base at this point there. Well, and I can't help to, but agree that it is way more important uh, for the kids. But at the same time, I have to believe that it is, it is easier for the kids to learn this no-hide path as opposed to what it was for, for us. I mean, for us, it was you know genuinely a, a a tug of war in more ways than one, and it would be great to have a generation of kids that actually grew up uh, basically you know uh, uh, cradled to grave, so to speak, as a Noahide. And and it sounds like you're you're, you're you've launched something here that can really provide kids and and young adults uh, with the the necessary elements to becoming better know heights than we are. And if I yeah. may interject real quick, Ray, um, what you said is so true. How, as long as the parents are consistent with what they're teaching, I mean, children will learn it more quickly for sure, but what they also learn is inconsistency. Well, so, I, and I've noticed this through my own path, and, you know, we, we're all on a journey here, and um, when we have small children, it's particularly difficult on this journey of ours because, you know, at some point we are in the church and we're like, oh, well, this is what we're supposed to do. And then we leave and we're like, no, that's not what we're supposed to do. <laughs> you know, and some of us move into the messianic realm and we're like, oh, well, now we found it. And so along the way, <laughs> you know, we keep learning that these are not what we're supposed to be doing. Um, and the kids are going through all of that, too. So I think it's very helpful um, and one of the resources that we have that we haven't discussed too much yet is our community forums and our community um, area. It's not just for for it's not just forums, but there's community groups and um, live chat and stuff like that in there. Um, but that's one area where I think um, children, particularly, will benefit from other children who have gone through that. Is this the right way? Is this not the right way? You know, kids have the same issue that we do in the confusion element. And um, one of the goals that we have through NOAA is to offer consistency through our material. Well, and that's no that's no small undertaking. I'm I'm amazed at uh, you know <clears throat> just pr- just creating material in and of itself is quite a challenge. And I'm amazed that you guys have pr- you know produced what you've produced. But then getting rabbinic approval on top of it. I mean, what are you guys like miracle workers or something? <laughs> <laughs> the rabbis are great help. Well, and you said something that was very interesting, Christine, and I'm going to go ahead and, and kick that uh, uh, lying dog around a little bit. <laughs> and and that's the the parents. Uh, you, I mean, you made a huge statement. Parents, in irregardless of what it is, we're talking about the, you know teaching them uh, values for mankind and you know adhering to the seven no high laws, but. Parents in all things need to be proactive in their children's lives if they expect to see a good result in the end. And, and not just the parents, but also the grandparents. 
uh, you know, most kids, boy, they just love grandma and grandpa. And, mm-hmm. and grandma and grandpa can have such an influence on their grandkids. And then the reinforced by the uh, parents and or the grandparents, the kids, even though as they grow older, they, we're, the, we're, we're their worst enemy. But <laughs> we are always there for them. They always know who they can turn to. And, and, and that only comes from being proactive in their lives early on. And they'll always, even if they stray from the path, they're going to go back to that which they know. Well, and, you know, I, I, not only that, but not only being proactive in the life of the child, but I think also being proactive as a Noahide in general is something that is very important for parents to demonstrate to their kid. Because if uh, a parent doesn't, doesn't uh, demonstrate an active interest in being a Noahide, well, I think, you know, uh, Christine, along the lines of what you're saying, that's communicated to the child. It is. Yeah. yeah. And because kids, and, and, you know, with all due respect to teenagers, uh, they do wish to emulate their parents. Um, and I know it, it's easy for me to say sitting behind a mic, but uh, I know, uh, you know, for me, I, I didn't want to be like my, my parents. And yet I find the, the older I get, the more like them I, I am. So, you know, it's just one of those things. It's a, it's a fact of life. And, and parents and grandparents have just such a, a, a powerful position and and powerful responsibility i mean you know they can't they can't sit on the sidelines and hope for the kids to learn it on their own because i'll guarantee you the kids are learning things on their own and if you don't if you don't step in and and teach them the right way then those things that they are learning that are wrong will take hold is that a fair statement it is and and, you know ray one of the things one of my goals when i sat down to put this material together because just Drawing on my personal experience, <clears throat> my, my kids have basically been raised as Noahides. I had already left <clears throat> Christianity at the time that, that my kids were old enough to be aware of religion. But at the same time, I really struggled with um, what to teach them and how to teach them because I felt like I was still a student myself. I felt like I didn't have all the answers, and if they asked me a question that I didn't have an answer to, that I would somehow be um, poorly representing Hashem or the Torah, because I would I would just be confusing them, and I recognize that there are a lot of, you know, most Noahide parents out there are beginning students themselves right now. I agree. And so it's so intimidating to to think that oh well I can't teach my kids because I'm still learning it, and when I learn it, then I'll teach my kids. Well, you can say that for the next twenty years, right? And, and by beyond. That time it's too late, and right. so. It was really important to me when I put this material together that I put it together in such a way that a beginning Noahide parent could use it uh, effectively with their children. So it sounds like to me, Lisa, that your um, your focus on spiritual education actually goes beyond or is going to go beyond that of the child. It sounds like you're, you're trying to kind of hit the child and maybe even go further than that with the, with the parents. Well, what a huge experience to be able to take the journey with your kids. Um, you know, it's, I think, because people who are, are making this journey, God is important to them, and, or they wouldn't be making the journey. And so it's, it's obviously a large part of their lives. And to be in a position where you are unsure of how to teach your children or how to share it with your children in, in such a way that they will... Um, understand 
why mom is still learning it. You know, well, you know, why doesn't, if this is so important, why doesn't mom have all the answers? You know, being able to understand that mom and dad are taking the journey too, um, I think that's a big deal. I think that that will help the kids in understanding um, better their heritage as a Noahide. Mm. And so I think that 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 can be a huge connection point for the parents and the children. Well, that's, uh, uh, I mean, that's, a, that's huge. Uh, you know, I think uh, that that stance needs to be more uh, prevalent in the Noahide movement. We need uh, parents and grandparents and kids all actively working together. And I think it makes the kids feel good that, uh, you know, on one hand it's great that the parents know everything. On the other hand, it's great to know there's a level playing field. And that level playing field being the, the study and the, the learning, the acquiring of knowledge and wisdom on uh, Hashem's Torah. I mean, I don't think there's anything more important to that and to be able to put it on a, on a you know, more or less an equal uh, footing for the kids and the parents is actually a, a benefit. It's, it's a good thing, even though it's not that way in all cases. Absolutely. And it seems like uh, also you have the situation of... Uh, uh, you know, having the teacher, the parent as the teacher, but the parent is also learning. The parent is also the student, and the the child is uh, probably teaching the parent more than the parent would learn on their own because they're having to try to deal with this uh, very uh, this kid who's keeps asking them all these questions. <laughs> yeah. Well, and technically, if you're a student of Torah, it's it's a lifetime pursuit. Exactly, uh, and that's something that Absolutely. I think a lot of people coming into it who have who have been um, in say Christianity, for example, that's not necessarily, I mean, you do have people in, in the Christian faith who, who do study their whole lives, but it's, it's kind of in a different level, and that's the whole point, that's, that's how you study Torah, you ask why, <laughs> you're right. always asking why, and you do that until the day you die, this is, this is, this is their approach, and so what better way to, to get yourself into that by, other than uh, having, having a kid involved, because that's exactly what they're going to do, they're going to say, well, why? So I think that it, it is useful for the parents also there. Well, that was uh, very well said. The study of Torah is indeed a, a lifetime journey. Uh, there isn't necessarily a destination as one might find in Christianity where, you know, you just say these magic words and lo and behold, you're saved. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a lifetime pursuit. It's, a, it's ongoing education regardless of what age you are. Now I have a I have a question that's a little bit. Uh, do we have time for one more question? Actually, we're getting ready to hit the bottom of the hour, and we're going to need to uh, take a break here. But uh, I've got some questions as well, so we definitely want to uh, have uh, Christine and Elisa back for the second half of the show. Uh, we hope you folks will stick around with us. And just as a quick reminder, all of your emails are very important to us, and I think maybe we'll even start reading some on the air. What do you think, Adam? Sounds great. Okay. Well, we need to take this break and. You're listening to the No Hide Nation show right here on Israel National Radio. We'll catch you on the other side. See ya.
Yom Yerushalayim Jerusalem Day commemorates the liberation of the eastern half of Jerusalem from Jordanian occupation during the 1967 Six-Day War. For 19 years, Jewish people were forbidden access to eastern Jerusalem, including the Old City with the Western Wall and Temple Mount. The Six-Day War resulted in a united Jerusalem, the tearing down of the dividing walls of barbed wire, and access to holy sites for all. Jerusalem Day is celebrated with festive concerts and other citywide activities. This year, Yom Yerushalayim is Thursday, May 21st. Israel National Radio wishes its listeners a happy Yom Yerushalayim. For the past 40 years, Baruch Nachshon has been creating his colorful paintings in the holy city of Hebron. There's nothing like his paintings. His paintings are one of a kind. Now the picture of your dreams can be in your living room. Click on www.nachshonartstore.com and Baruch's symbolic, surrealist, visionary creations can be yours. You have golden hands, you use them. And he has golden hands. Baruch Nachshon lithographs, posters, books, and more. Bright colorful, intense visions of Hebron, Jerusalem, and other Jewish themes. That's www.nachshonartstore.com Borch Nachshon is a genius in his work. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you here. I appreciate you sticking around. I did want to uh, complete my housekeeping that I failed to do. I tried to get so much in right at the end of the break there, but I left something out with regards to the email. Please send those emails. Make a note of this. Hyde at IsraelNationalRadio.com. We're as close as your keyboard. And you, and, you know, if you want to talk about whatever our subject is on the show, a little bit more, you should actually drop in and visit the forum, the Spirituality for the Nations on IsraelNationalNews.com under forums. And uh, you, we can continue these discussions there. And speaking of dropping in, we've had two wonderful guests that are going to do the second half with us, uh, Christine Cassidy and Elisa Jay. And why don't you folks drop in at the NOAA website, which can be found at www.noahidehomeschool.org. So, Elisa and Christine, we'd like to uh, continue on here because it's a fascinating subject, and it always is when we're talking about our children. Let me just make this one simple. Can anybody join NOAA? Straight answer, yes. Let's define a little bit more, though. We are currently free to the public. Anyone can become a member. You have to visit our website, and while you're there, go and fill out a membership form, and that will be sent to me, and I will review it. And as long as you say, you know, that you're interested in joining NOAA and that you don't, you know, hate me or hate Hashem, God forbid, you know, those kind of things. As long as you seem like a very normal person, you can become a member. Well, We'd love to have you. A definition of normal these days is uh, a, a tough to define, but in other Me words, no, no jousting allowed. Yes, I, I, I often define myself as normal, and some people do take issue with that. Yeah, but and then, then he walks in here in a cape. You know, right, you there know, you go. One, one can never tell. So let, let me ask, this is kind of a good segue to you. You said anybody can become a, a, a member. Let me ask you this. Let's take the, to take the situation, which I think is very common for Noahides, and that is, is you have a, a mommy and a daddy, and one of them is a Noahide and the other isn't. What would you do with a, with, with a couple like that who are trying to get their kid educated? Um, it's kind of a loaded question because those situations are there's kind of a spectrum. I've actually spoken with some people who have one of the spouses has found Torah, has found Hashem, but the other one has not, and they're afraid to bring it up with them. 
mm. that maybe it's not a, an amicable type situation, that there's some concern that it would not be taken well by the spouse. And in that situation, um, obviously, it's, it's a much deeper situation. And then I've also spoken with some people who one spouse is still Christian, the other spouse has gone Noahide, they're each okay with that, and they're going to raise their children learning both belief systems. Um, and in that regard, the, the Noahide parent could simply use the Noahide curriculum that we have. None of the material that we have is anti-Christian or anti-missionary. We haven't gone that route necessarily. N- nothing polemical. No, it's not political. And my, my, my personal approach is that there's not necessarily a reason to do that as far as just teaching the material. Mm. Now, we, you know, Chris, this is something Christine and I have talked about, that there is definitely a need for a support system for both the parents and the kids in some of these situations, especially for people who are leaving Christianity, being able to possibly help educate other members of the family or just being able to understand why all of a sudden everything they believed about God and the universe is wrong or different. And that can be traumatic no matter how old you are. And so the need for a support system, um, that, that, that's part of the reason we have the community and the forum. But that is something that we are planning on um, hopefully being able to develop some material, some reading material, some resources for that also um, to help with that. But, you know, the, the idea of, quote, mixed marriages is definitely a legitimate one. Each one is so unique. And I, I think in order to be able to help people in that situation, we're kind of at a point where we kind of need input from them to find out what kind of help they need so that we know what they would, they would need sure. for us to provide for them. Well, let me also add here that some of our material, well, most of our material, is something that, that they could just be printed out. The no-hide parent and the child can just do quietly on their own. It's not, that, it's not something that they have to go parading around their house with. Now, again, it, it, all of it depends on what Lisa was talking about, the, the actual relationship and dynamics within the home. If, you have a per, if, a, if one of the spouses, or, you know, the dad or the mom, whatever, is absolutely against it, then you have, there's other dynamics all up together. And, but if they're just at the point of being like, whatever, then there's gentle ways of addressing it in the home without flying in the face of other people. Because it seems, like, it, it seems like to me that this is actually, for the Noahide parent, an opportunity to kind of in some ways bring the other parent along because... The way you've geared your educational materials um, is such a way that the the child and the, and, and the adult can both be learning simultaneously. So that, in some ways, that almost seems to me that that would be something that would be useful as, in some ways, sort of an outreach tool for the, for the other parent it, to to gently sort of you know try to show the the non Noahide parent where they're coming from and what they believe and uh, you know the values that they have. And if I could just add, the uh, non-Noahide parent is probably going to consider the same method for their approach. But Mm -hmm. I think if it's very important that peace remain in the family. And short of the dynamics of the family being a dictatorship, there should be an equal balance. If, If one parent wants to raise them one way, the other parent wants to raise them the other way, they should both be allowed at an equal level to share what they feel is important because my gosh I, you know I would rather have a child 
learning you know two different belief systems so they can ultimately choose later on than learning nothing at all yeah. Yeah. and and at the same time for the parent who is a noahide parent the emphasis has to be on on torah the the, the humash i mean we can clearly demonstrate through the the text of the torah that the torah was written in the finger of god so who better to teach about the commandments the the life uh, your life how to how to have a relationship with hashem how to uh, have a relationship with your fellow man than from the one who wrote the book which is Hashem, and it clearly even states it in there. And then kind of roll from there with keeping that emphasis on it, that Hashem is the mighty one, the, the all-important one, the creator of all things, me, you, everything we see around us. And by maintaining that emphasis, I think you'll tend to have more success than any other way. Now, I may be wrong in, in stating that, but I, I believe, at least in part, it is it is correct. What do you girls think? You're the experts. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but um, no, I think you're right on there, right? And again, it, a lot depends on the family dynamics, but that is an ideal way of approaching it. If if the parents agree that they can civilly do that with each other, you know, there's just some families that will say it's my way or no way, and you know, unfortunately, that may have to be the case, but. In, all, in the best circumstance of a worst-case scenario, yes. <laughs> well, I think it's good that NOAA, too, offers the ability for parents to be able to print the information off. So if mm-hmm. the other parent yeah. does have any questions, well, you know, we can raise them. You know, you can teach them your belief system. I'll teach them mine, but I want to kind of verify yours. You know, you want to make sure they're not off in you know, outer space somewhere. Yeah. Uh, you know, that that's okay, and Noah gives them the potential to, to do just that. And, mm-hmm. and with the support of Noahide Nations, they can even go to the Noahide Nation site and, you know, start doing some adult reading to kind of, you know, get a, a far better idea of what uh, being a Noahide is all about. Absolutely. Well, and also let me add here, Ray, and this brings, us to, uh, brings me to the idea of our community, um, NOAA family community. And we call it our family community because it's not just for children and it's not just for adults. We're using one of the social networks. That's, it's a place where everyone in the family can get involved. There's places for moms to chat if they want to, and there's groups, and um, eventually we're hoping to have you know, just some articles and stuff in there that will be of some help. There's a live chat. If there's more than one person on at a time, you can chat with other people, and you can even plan chat times. Like Elisa's daughter and my daughter, they have planned chat time every Wednesday morning, and it's really cute. They love it. And it's a great way for the kids to get connected and see that they're not alone, that other Noahide children are out there. And that's one thing that I'd love to see more people take advantage of. I think it's such a crucial element for our children. Well, um, yeah, and, and I, well, I was just thinking about this whole learning situation so the kids don't feel alone. And, and I really like what you're saying here. But I also think it's important for the, the Jewish people to reach out to us, especially our children, because if the Jewish people ever hope to see a better world overall, but in particular for themselves, they need to get this word out. And I think if there's any uh, rabbis out there who have a special gift from Hashem for teaching kids, you, you need to contact either Christine or Elisa or both and, and, and make yourself available to either write articles or to do an audio class or to even teach a virtual 
class to kids on a regular basis. So they're being fed constantly with Hashem's word from people who have studied it for generations. And even the Ribbetine, they, you know, them too. I mean, let's get them all involved. We need to work together on this. It's not just up to us. It's not just up to them. We all need to, to band together, circle the wagons, and, and, and do this together. Very well stated. Now, are there, are there any other services that NOAA offers that we can share with the uh, the folks? Any services, resources, you know, anything at all that uh, they're going to find a, a benefit and, and value on your website? Oh, I definitely think so. Okay, we, like Lisa was stating earlier, we have the uh, Parsha, and those are downloadable and printable. There's also the holiday information, and there are two separate websites. Well, let me rephrase that. There are actually three separate websites. Uh, two of them are specifically geared towards children. One of them is for students 13 years old and older, and we call that our student zone. And that just has, if the students are wanting to do um, their research and learning about the laws online, that's their place to do it. And there's, it's in a teen format. And that links them to, site so also links them to our community area for teens. And there's also the Playscape, which is for children 5 to 12 years old, and that has some of the uh, printable material for that age group and also online um, sections for learning the laws. On the printable sections for those ages, 5 to 12, we have mazes and crossword puzzles and things like that 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 are more geared to that age group. And then we also, aside from those resources, we are gathering a database at this time. We have not been able to implement this because we don't have enough people in one area, <laughs> but I know that's going to change. What we're wanting to do, Ray, is when people register with NOAA as members, we will be able to see where they're living. And if there are other uh, NOAA members within their area, their region, it doesn't have to necessarily be right in their city, which would be awesome if it were, but anyone in their region, they will be notified they will, well, let me rephrase. First, they will give me permission when, when they first become members. I'll ask them if they would <laughs> like that's to a, That's a relief. In this. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I won't just be letting their information out. You but shall be notified. <laughs> they will, they will um, they'll be asked if they want to participate in this process, if there's other people in their region. And if they say, yes, I'd like to, then I will be emailing them information on how to contact other people in their region, which will help with building community which I think is a huge, it's a big need. It's a big need for us. So that's one of those areas. And articles, we're, we're a little slow on our article section right now, but that's just because it's only Elisa and I, and we would love to have some input in that. So anyone listening who would like to write articles, please contact us. <laughs> and so we're, we're having articles posted on there from fellow Noahites with parents and even students. Students, if you like to write an article about what it is to be a Noahite, we're totally open. And so those are the things that we have currently going on. And, and the big thing that we're really trying to push right now, of course, is our community and our uh, Parsha and holiday lessons. Well, that's great. And, and it sounds like the education side is, is pretty solid, too. Uh, Alisa, what sort of uh, goals and, and plans do you have to meet those goals 
uh, on the education side of things. Uh, you mentioned Brashit and uh, Shamos, uh, uh, Genesis mm-hmm. and Exodus done. So I'm assuming that you're going to, you know, look to get the remainder, uh, the remaining three. Are you also going to be getting into the uh, prophets and writings, or uh, what do you tell? Tell us what your plans are. Mm-hmm. Well, I have a lot of plans. Um, yeah, first of all, I mean, initially, I'm going to be finishing the last three books of Torah, and that's my priority at, at this point right now is to get those done. And then I have a, kind of a, a long list of different directions that I could go after that, and a lot of it is going to be dependent on the kind of input that I get from current members of NOAA. One direction to go is once I would have a pretty good curriculum in in place for the younger age groups for the Torah portions is put together more discussion-based lessons for Torah portions for teenagers and possibly, um, if there's interest, have weekly online classes or maybe even just forum discussions, Mm -hmm. something like that, so that we could uh, offer some resources for older kids. Uh, I would like to go into the Tanakh a little bit more, and so if that's an interest area for people, that's a direction that I could go also. Um, We're also looking at uh, integrating kind of the academic curriculum into Torah curriculum, and so uh, I'm in the process of trying to figure out ancient history <laughs> and how that ties into Torah. We know that it does, obviously, but um, <laughs> you know, and, into, and we act, it, it, there are actually a lot of there are actually some resources out there. I, it's, it's so funny you bring this up because uh, you know I was talking to Ray about this this morning. There's actually mm-hmm. been a discussion going on on the forum about how do we date these mm-hmm. events. So. Uh, mm-hmm. There's definitely some resources there. Well, I think the academic side of things is uh, uh, pretty impressive, too. I, I think that that will help us create and build stronger leadership for the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we, I mean, it's imperative that we have it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it sounds like you need some, some help, maybe some volunteers. We need Teachers, sounds like you educators. Need some, yeah, you need, you need Noahides some, and, some and, and uh, the Jewish yeah. community to step up at the plate and take a couple swings great. at this. Uh, you know, it, it can't possibly be a good thing that it's only two people that are doing it. If we're serious as a Noahide people, as a Jewish people, about educating the world, we can only do it through the kids, and we have to do it as as a group, as as a mm-hmm. unit in unity, not as you know two people. You know, sure. so I'm hoping that there's some folks out there today that are listening that that take this seriously to heart, irregardless of whether you have kids or not. It's important, and you have to understand that without the next generations, they're the ones that will be looking out for us. We want them to be the best that they can be, and at a minimum, better than we are. Right. We don't want them joining the Army, necessarily, <laughs> to be all they can be. We, we're actually talking more about education here. But, uh, yes, absolutely, we want to get people in there uh, helping out, getting these kids ready to face the world. And that's a war enough. In a way, it is a battle in and of itself. I mean, there are there are so many hurdles out there. Ray, you've had to go through those hurdles. I've had to go through it. Um, Elisa and, and uh, Christine, you've had to go through it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, coming from a standpoint of not knowing anything, which is kind of where I came from, you know, it, it's it, it's really tough to, 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 to find some of that material. So, to so you know, let's make things easier on the kids. Let's get some of this stuff together. Well, and I think yeah. that's that's the big thing is that we right now, uh, where we are at, are fighting the battle. 
with the hopes and idea and goal of making it easier for our kids and grandkids. Well, that's, that's always the point of a, a battle or, or a war or whatever is that we'll fight the we'll fight the war so the kids don't have to as much as we're you know able to to do that. It sounds like um, we need some soldiers. We do. I guess this brings me to a question that's that's relevant, and that is. Um, uh, Christine, Lisa, what what exactly can the audience do to help Noah? What do you need? Illustrators. <laughs> we really <laughs> need some illustrators. Anyone with talent in that area. It doesn't have to be anything extraordinary. Just anyone who likes to draw pictures. Because illustrations can be in all different forms. So if you have that talent and like to do that thing, please get in touch with us. I think, Elisa, you had mentioned that it would be great to have experienced curriculum developers and professional educators involved too, right? It would, although, you know, just um, I'm not a professional educator. I've, I'm just a, an experienced homeschool mom. and, and so That counts yeah. for a lot. That's, that's pretty much as, uh, you know, <laughs> experienced or expert as you need to be. Yeah, you may be more qualified than many of the teachers out there. Well, there, there you go. And so <laughs> even just anybody who's willing to, to sit down and put some time into tackling my, my list, of, my, my to-do list, um, it will get shorter much faster if, if there's more than just one person working on it. And here's um, another area. Anyone who has a passion or loves to be with children, reading to children, anything like that, one of the things that we were aiming to do into the future, and if we have more hands on deck, we can do it sooner, would be to record stories and record pe- people reading perhaps even the Parsha, or stories of, you know, different Bible stories, and have those on audio file for parents and, and children to listen to. Christine, you're reading my mind. That's unbelievable. Because uh, <laughs> I was just sitting here thinking, you know, uh, we, 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 it sounds like we're making this a little complicated, but my gosh, if you could just sit and read a simple story about yeah. Noah and his family and Noah's Ark. I mean, that would go so far to teach kids and entertain kids. And what, it takes an hour, two hours to to put something like that together, to to just sit and read a book? If there's folks out there that can help these ladies out, I encourage you to contact them. Is there a, a, a contact email that they can reach you girls at? Yes. You can email me, Christine, at Christine Cassidy, which is, my name is Christine with a K, and Cassidy is C-A-S-S-A-D-Y at NoahHideNations.com. Um, an easier way to probably get to both of us at the same time would be to go to our community forum, which is www.NoahHideHomeschool.N-I-N-G-Ning.com. Well, great, and we're going to sadly have to bring this show to a close. And once again, I, I, I can't say it enough. If there are parents and grandparents, educators, rabbis, Noahide Torah scholars out there, we need you. Now is the time to step up. I know for me, uh, I wouldn't be here if it, if it weren't for some of the things that I've learned in, in realizing that you have to be proactive to make things happen. So I encourage everybody out there, do a little something. If everyone does a little something, a big something gets done. We'll just take what, they, what, what, what they've done with Noah, which is a lot of little somethings combined, just two people. With Noah, it's it's absolutely amazing. It and so is. if we have another person, another person, you know, uh, maybe people aren't nearly as ambitious as Elisa and Christine, but 
you know, even a little bit of ambition. If you get a little bit of ambition, <laughs> that's going to help out in the long run. Yeah. So just, and don't do it for you. Do it for the kids' sake. Right. Because it is for their sake. By taking care of that, we will be taken care of as well, along with future generations. So, Christine, Elisa, it was wonderful to have you on the show today. I so much appreciate uh, you sharing this with our audience because I think it's a vital, important, possibly one of the, the single most important things that we can do something about today. So thank you for being with us. It's been a pleasure, Ray. Thank you. Thanks for having us. And, of course, for the, you, folks, for the folks for the folks listening, if it weren't for you, we wouldn't be here. So this is for you, and it's all about you. Join us again next week. Always look to the heavens for your strength and wisdom in Hashem. Because, my friends, I guarantee He is always looking out for you. Just because you're getting older doesn't mean you have to stop being active. Frequent trips to the bathroom are a thing of the past with Priso Branda Puntamol, the miracle development from Israel's cactus flower. If you are a man suffering from prostate or urinary problems, or a woman suffering from incontinence or cystitis, Priso can help with its natural remedy made from their puncha flower. Don't just suffer, get Priso. It really helps. For more information, visit priso.com. That's P-R-I-S-S-O dot com. This is Rabbi Seth Nadell, and you're listening to Israel National Radio.